You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode number 16. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about your inner critic. Who's that, you might ask? Well, it's actually the voice in your head. And by this, I mean the way you talk to yourself, the way you use words about yourself. Now, this is the voice that goes around telling you you're a failure, you're lazy, you should be further along by now, you should have got a decent job by now and that you're no good. This is the voice that tells you you should know how to handle alcohol by now, for heaven's sake. This is the same voice that tells us we'll be happier when we've got the job. We'll feel better about ourselves when we've lost the weight or when we've given up the booze. And yet always these things seem to be out of reach. This voice, this inner critic, it doesn't care what we've achieved. It doesn't care that perhaps we've passed all these certifications because you know what? There is still more to do before you can feel worthy. This voice doesn't care that you can now run 10k because, hey, do you know what? Your next door neighbour already enters half marathons. Now, we all have one of these inner critics. Some shout louder than others, but you generally don't have to look very hard to find yours. I always and still find it astonishing that we talk to ourselves way nastier than we do other people, even people we don't really like. It's almost like we get up each day and then do 10 rounds against ourselves. It's totally emotionally draining. And people, when they want to stop doing this, what do they do? What is their go-to action? Well, usually they just try to shut the voice out. They try to block it. They do this because it's what we're wired to do to avoid pain and discomfort. We try to shut our eyes to these thoughts and pretend they're not there. Perhaps we give ourselves, you know, a strict talking to. And then we do things like try to distract ourselves and escape these thoughts. This is where we overdrink, where we overeat and even things like overwork. And we're doing this to drown these thoughts out because we're afraid of these thoughts. We're actually afraid of what they make our lives mean. And the reason we have this sense of fear, I think, is because we take these judgmental thoughts that are, you know, flying around our brain all day, every day, and we've thought them so often that we really start to believe our own not good enough stories. Even if we might say, nah, I know, I know I'm better than that. You know, maybe deep down, if you're thinking these things long enough, they do become beliefs that we ascribe to. But then we feel stuck and powerless to do anything about them because we're so used to telling ourselves that we, you know, we aren't any good and we aren't going to do anything about ourselves. And this is why you can achieve tremendous external success in the world. Perhaps, for instance, you get offered a fabulous job and yet you won't enjoy it because the voice in your head is saying it's a fluke. It won't be long before you get found out. You're a fraud. It won't be long till you'll be over drinking to handle the stress because you're not up to it. All of these thoughts can be exhausting and overwhelming. And what I want to offer today is that you can't permanently get rid of your inner critic by resisting it, you know, by pushing these nasty thoughts and judgments and criticisms of yourself away out of sight and away and push it down so you can't see them because they're still there. 
And by resisting them, you're actually only giving them more power, right? You're causing you to redouble your efforts to ignore them because the more you try to ignore them, the more you still know they're there. So you try again and again and again. It's a bit like pushing against a door to keep it closed. There's some other force, opposing force on the other side of the door. You might succeed for a while in keeping the door shut, but it's not really possible to keep up that level of effort constantly and then after a while you're going to give in and the door will fly open and then you'll feel terrible your resistance is completely shot and so it is with your inner critic it isn't working to keep pushing it down you know that you don't actually need me to tell you that you know that this only leads to more frustration when the voice comes back stronger than ever so instead of keeping the belief that you're a failure instead of keeping that running around in your brain giving sustenance and power but trying to resist it, try this instead. Let it out. Listen to what your inner critic is saying about yourself. And the best way I find to do this is to write it down. Just write all the thoughts down. All the horrible things you're thinking about yourself that you're saying to yourself. Put it all down on paper. Now I must admit I have clients who are scared of doing this at first because it means they have to face what they are saying about themselves and what perhaps they believe about themselves perhaps for the first time. Because you see while they've been thinking this they've been trying at once to resist these thoughts and to hide from them. So know that this will be uncomfortable at least to start with but it's a crucial first step to moving into the realm where you create the life you want. And not just the one you happen to be living in. Now, as you're writing down all these thoughts while you're letting your inner critic out of the cage, as I like to think about it, you might feel your heart rise a bit, you know, your beats might be go up a bit. This can get quite emotional. So when you've written everything out, I like to pause and collect myself. I like to have a cup of tea at this point. And then I read through what I've written. And then when you've done that, I want you to circle anything that is factually true, that is provable. Not just something that you believe, but which someone out on the street would agree is so too, or something you could put up in front of a judge. So for instance, I work too hard is not factually provable, but I work from seven in the morning until 11 at night. That could be provable. So that's what we're doing here. We're separating the facts from the stories. Because everything that you are not circling is factually true on this sheet. Everything else, these are your stories. And they're your stories that, that you are thinking about yourself. And that's more than that, actually. They're the way you are choosing, yes, choosing to think about yourself. So these are the lens through which you are choosing to see yourself in the world. This might take some time to come to terms with. I have a lot of people who would say, no, 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 why on earth would I want to choose, you know, that I'm no good? It's just, it, it's not that I'm choosing it. It's just that the way it is, you know, I've got all this proof through not having the results that I want. But that's just because you've been agreeing with your inner critic for so long, right? You've been seeing these things, these stories as facts. Perhaps you've been even using them as a crutch, as to why you can't follow or achieve your dreams. Or perhaps because, and this one is really common, you've been seeing that life has been happening to you rather than that you create your life. But then there's something quite freeing, I think, about seeing them written on paper. Seeing them written down in this way enables you to really firstly face what you've been saying about yourself. 
And I find it helps you to stop being afraid of what isn't even true. It's not even true. I mean, look at these stories and, and if you can't find a fact to back them up, then they are just what you are choosing to think. Somebody from, a, with, from outside could have a completely opposing view on these stories that you've been talking about yourselves. And I really want you to let that sink in for a moment that you've been lugging around all these thoughts, all these stories about yourself that make you feel bad. Now, it's like you've been lugging around a, a heavy backpack filled with rocks to slow you down. So now let's look at what you can do about this now that you've written down all this nasty stuff that you've been thinking and believing about yourself. And before I move into this, I want to stress that you need to be aware you can only think one thought at a time. Right? We, we might think, I think it, the, the research says upwards of 60,000 thoughts we might think in a day, but at one particular moment in time, one nanosecond, you're only thinking one thought. And you get to choose what that thought is, what each of those thoughts are. Nobody else gets to choose that. That is 100% within your domain. Now, I want you to read back through that list that you've just written, and I want you to ask yourself, would you choose to think this stuff about anyone? let alone yourself, right? Would you would you really wish that on your worst enemy? Pause the podcast and really answer that question for yourself. Doing this brings clarity and awareness and also gives you the opportunity to decide ahead of time what you want to think instead. Something that often works is to treat yourself as though you would be treating your best friend or, or someone you love. You know, what would you want someone you love to think about themselves if you find it hard to think about this for yourself? So have, have some objectivity there. Now, don't try huge leaps here, especially at the beginning. I want you to pick one thought from that list, perhaps one that's a recurring thought that you recognize as your go-to thought, go-to inner critic, top inner critic thought, and how do you want to change that? And how do you want to turn that thought around? And the piece here is that this has to be believable, right? So we're not going into positive thinking, la, 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 everybody's, everything's beautiful territory. But we're just trying to rewrite these thoughts into things that, that you are believing today and that you can bolster up your belief of. So for instance, you may have written and this is very familiar to me, it was back in the day, I'm never able to say no to a drink, even if I don't really want it, right? I'm kind of on automatic drinking loop here. How could you rewrite that thought to something that you want to choose to believe? What's the new story you want to choose? I would think instead, I'm able to stop drinking at the end of the evening. And maybe this resonates with you. There may have been times where you, you've still drunk more than you'd like to have going into the evening, but knowing and thinking that there is a point in the evening when you're able to stop, even if it's as you are leaving the bar, doesn't matter. Just the fact that, yes, there is a point when I know I've had enough, that is an empowering thought. You're teaching your brain that, yes, there is evidence as to how you are able to say no to a drink. And please don't start underwriting this year, but it's when we were all leaving, when the bar closed, none of that. No, 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 because you could, if you wanted, still carry on finding a way to drink. No, you decide there is a point at the end of the evening when you're able to stop. And so therefore, the story that you're never able to say no to a drink is just that. It's a story, a story that has no place in your life. And I truly hope you start to see 
the power in this because this is all about directing our brains to think intentional thoughts. I recommend you do this inner critic purge of thoughts regularly, perhaps every week or every couple of weeks, but please don't take ages on it. You know, don't go indulging in a pity party for yourself where you're the guest of honor and these are all the terrible things about you. I'd say 10 to 15 minutes should do the trick. Set a timer for it and do it distraction free. Now really focus in on it. And I bet you'll find after a while that you will struggle to keep writing up to 10 minutes because you start to see that you are thinking, you know, better things, better thoughts of yourself. Now, this is what I teach so my clients can do it for themselves and stop feeling stuck and start to focus on getting things done. So it's a really good technique you can you know, start employing today. And especially if you have lots of these why me, why can't I, you know, drink like everybody else stories that will be in there. But actually, you'll find this. This is not just to do with the drink. You'll find this will bleed over into many other areas of your life. And in fact, that's one of the things I find with coaching is that while we start by talking about the alcohol, of course, that's 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 the transformation we're getting at here. Um, I help you get, you know, complete freedom around alcohol in 90 days. But all this other stuff kind of comes into the mix and we start to see how that's influencing your life and how you are living and thinking. Now, letting out your inner critic and writing all the negative stuff that's swirling around your head and seeing how it's not even true is a great way to grow your courage. It's another topic I cover frequently on the podcast because courage sits at the base of change. I think it's like the rocket fuel for change. You become empowered. You feel empowered to change how you think about yourself and what you want to believe. You become intentional. You become your own best ally. And that, my friends, is how you create the life you want. I teach you how to do this at an expert level. And this working with your inner critic and creating intentional thoughts is just one of the many tools and techniques I use with my one-on-one -on -one clients. I'm helping people like you to get what they want every single day. It's the biggest gift they can give to themselves. You don't know what's possible for you yet. Sign up for a consultation call and I guarantee I'll help you find the path to where you want to be. I'll look at where you are now and help build that bridge so that that transformation is yours for the taking. And you can nab your spot by booking a slot on my calendar, which you'll find a link to in the show notes, or you can email me, anna at 90dayslater.co. And you, my friend, could be one of the people I help this month. So good. Okay, that's it for this week, and I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.